0: What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Rival and Queen podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Summer Thursday. Because, I mean, it's almost the end of July, which is absolutely crazy.
1: But we are, in, I feel like I'm at the peak of summer where I have not had enough sleep. I was just telling you, I have I have a commitment every single evening for the next day. Nights basically.
0: I know summer. I'm sure everyone listening is feeling the same way, especially if you have kids and stuff too. I feel like you're dealing with camps and you're dealing with all these other things, but I don't like that it's so busy.
1: It's in the name of fun though. That's what I like. I say that, but I'm happy. I'm out having fun, socializing, seeing people. I love it. I need to sleep more.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. We were both just talking before we hopped on that our sleep has been. Not enough,
1: (laughs) not enough because on my birthday party that we celebrated last weekend, we stayed up till 3am, which was very out of character, but so fun.
0: That's been the catalyst. I think since then (laughs) I haven't slept well. I don't know why. And I mean, I think there's a full moon happening soon too. So I feel like that could be a
1: little bit of it too. I, uh, I, yeah, I just have been having like dawn till dusk, like things. That's saying doesn't actually really make that sense, much sense. But anyways, I've been up out of my house until 1130 every night. And then I basically get home and I'm like, okay, I have to go to sleep because I have something tomorrow at seven thirty. But so that's been my thing, but I'll tell you on my birthday, I normally wake up. I was born at four fifteen AM. And normally every year I just like wake up for 10 minutes. This is like a silly thing that I started doing when I was a teenager. And then it's just like, I journal for a few minutes about things I'm looking forward to in the next year, hope that come to fruition. And then I go back to sleep. And I was like, I'm not doing that this year. I'm tired. I'm just going to have a good night's sleep. I woke up and was like tossing and turning, a bit, looked at the alarm clock and it was 4.13. And so my body was like, you have to get up and, and have your like moment.
0: For your Isn't that so crazy? I find that always happens. Even if you have something, like if you're catching a flight the next day, whatever it is, Your mind, if it's in your mind, I feel like it just wait, it knows. It needs to be alert or awake at a specific time.
1: Totally. We have that, like, my mom does that actually. She doesn't ever use an alarm clock. She goes, before she goes to bed, I like laugh, but it works. She's Mm -hmm. like, looks at her watch and her like, and it's like, okay, what time do I want to wake up tomorrow? And then she just like tells herself and she just goes to sleep with full faith that it's going to work. That's brave. (laughs) I know, I'm like, I don't know that I could do that, but she does, it works for her. Ash, you're down on a little retreat or you're on a getaway. Are you, you, tell us about it.
0: Yeah, we're working remotely this week at our family cottage, but it's been good. It's been kind of quiet. The weather is okay, but it's still, you know, it's still warm and nice to be more in nature and by the water. Are you feeling
1: like you've moved into summer mode because you're down there? Like you're on like a mini summer vacation. I know it's not really a vacation, but like.
0: No, I don't feel, oh. okay. <laughs> I've been a little more okay, cool. st- stressed lately. So I feel like it's harder, but hopefully maybe by the weekend, I'll, I'll feel that kind of, um, mode.
1: I know what's going, we're so, okay. I want to put this out there. We are so happy it's summer. We are having so much fun, but is summer stress a real thing? Like, is that like a thing that exists? Do you like, do you know what I mean? Where you're overwhelmed with like, I think it's because we're trying to live our full-time lives, but then just jam-pack a bunch of similar activities around it. Is that why? I think so.
0: And I feel like everyone, because the weather is so great in the summer, people want to schedule, whether it's weddings, showers. I mean, birthdays, those happen every year. You can't really control when those are, but other things everyone wants to schedule. I mean, we have the golf tournament coming up and take advantage of the weather. So I feel like when you're kind of busy socially with all those different types of events, then they just seem to be bang, bang, bang. I've got so many showers and so many things happening. I feel like August after the golf tournament and we get back from PEI a few days later, I'm just not
1: committing to anything. You are unavailable. I'm going free flowing. Free flow for a little week. I love that. I think that's great. I think everyone should do that. Cancel all the plans. For the next week, beyond- Because I just
0: love summer so much. I love the warm weather that I just love. I love even sitting out here at the cottage just when it's warm out or working out outside and just looking out. Like that makes me so happy.
1: Having pause to actually soak things in. I think that's totally what you're talking about. And I'm like that too. It's like, I'm going home next week. And in my mind, I'm going to wake up every morning, make a coffee, walk down to the boat and go and drink my coffee out on the river. I hope I do that. You know, that's in my mind. We'll see. In my mind, that's like my vision of soaking in summer and like being Mm -hmm. in a new place.
0: That's kind of like here. I went for a run along the ocean yesterday and then I just walked down to the dock after. And yeah, it's nice to have those little moments of pause for sure. We just need a few more.
1: (laughs) But we'll see if that happens. Like, who knows? I might go back and then I'll be... Swinging from the rafters. We never know. (laughs) Uh, We have a very fun guest on today, Natalie Vance here. We connected with Natalie through Steve Lund, who was on our podcast, episode 86, if you want to go back. And Steve actually uh, had a North Node reading with Natalie, and then I was so inspired by his experience that I booked a reading with her and got my North Node read, which is essentially... Uh, your soul's purpose in this lifetime. And it's kind of like changes at 30 and it's more about who you're becoming in this lifetime. And I thought it was so bang on, very practical. Like she gives tips on like how to apply that information in your life. And so we wanted to get her on the podcast. So this episode is all about, she actually introduces what a North Node reading is and kind of talks about her work, but really how she began Um, kind of leaning into her spirituality because her, she like ran away from it for a little bit and her discovering how to put it at the center of her, of her life. She talks about how she uses a morning routine to help her do that. And very fun. We also learn how to unpack our dreams, which is, we love that.
0: I know that was so interesting. I've been having, well, and she recommends how you can kind of unpack them by Firstly, writing them down first thing in the morning, because sometimes they just are so clear in your mind and they feel so real. And then they kind of, I don't know how, but they just escape my memory sometimes. But I've been having some weird dreams lately too. So I need to to get back on writing them out and kind of figuring out what, what it means for me and how certain people or things play a role in like my actual life, which is super interesting because everything really comes together and makes sense, um, even though it seems so out there in your dream, in the dream format, you know, for even
1: though you are riding a shark to work, it means something.
0: There's something (laughs) there.
1: (laughs) Apparently. I love them. No, I thought that was like the most interesting part of it was learning how to unpack our dreams. Cause yeah, we've been writing them down for a few weeks, I think. Cause they're just like, I love dreams. They're hilarious. I'm always wearing like the most absurd things and strangers come back in them, which I Mm -hmm. love. Nothing like reaching out. So if you want to connect with Natalie, you can tourdesoul.org. And you can connect with her on Instagram at well as well at tour underscore de underscore soul. And we'll tag both of those uh, in the show notes. So you can see that there. Ash, should we drive in? Do you want to drive into
0: the podcast? <laughs> let's, let's drive to the podcast. We hope everyone's having a great summer and enjoy our chat with Natalie. All right, we are so happy to have Natalie joining us today. Welcome to the virtual Rival and Queen Studio,
2: Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm extremely excited. This is my first podcast, actually. Oh, Amazing. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm so happy because this came together. It's such like so much, so many synchronicities. Cause Steve Lund was on our podcast, recommended you. I literally like went and looked you up the next day, booked a North Node reading with you you said you want to be on podcasts and I was like let's just make it happen
2: come on and and you both have the same north node you and Steve too
1: yes which was also felt like such a good synchronicity I was like oh this was like meant to be I was meant to connect with Natalie this is awesome
2: and Schitt's Creek is also my soul show I just it's so dear to my heart so that connection was really special too
0: He spoke so highly of you and his experience. And of course, well, we were both drawn to what he was telling us, especially Sarah, because this is just up your alley. Like you were writing stuff down, I think. And uh, yeah, so we're happy you're here and we're happy we're your first podcast. Yes.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And also, um, I love the maritime connection. My mom's entire side of the family is from Nova Scotia and Cape Breton my family PEI. So I love making that reconnection too.
1: Oh, the stars, so many stars are aligning.
2: Oh my gosh, love that.
1: Well, we wanted to bring you on because we wanted to talk to you more about the North Node that Steve introduced us to, but also you do dream work and just generally like this idea of putting spirituality kind of at the center of our life and Mm -hmm. how we start bringing that in more to our day-to-day life. Um, And I'm actually doing your morning routine course right now at the same time. So many things have lined up.
2: Yeah, that course could be designed for the Pisces North Node, because especially the Pisces North Node, it's about being guided by spirituality. And that's what that course is about. So you're the perfect audience for it.
1: I love it. Um, Well, tell us a little bit, I guess, Natalie, about yourself and how you started on this spirituality journey, because this is new for you in the last few years.
2: Yeah, so having my own business and practice is definitely new. My parents are both healers, so I grew up very immersed in this kind of stuff. My dad was a Buddhist monk for eleven years before I was born. Um, my mom does psychotherapy. Um, my father does something called voice dialogue, and he taught meditation and body work. And so wow. these were part of my these things were part of my vocabulary very young, but you know, as most kids rebel from their parents, I was like, this is my parents' thing and I'm going to do my own thing. And I went, they were Eastern and I went full West and I studied classics and, you know, Latin art history and, and I rebelled for a long time. And then over the last couple of years, I had a different range of entrepreneurial endeavors that I was doing to just kind of work for myself. And I found myself spending so much time In spiritual investigation and giving my friends advice all the time and doing so much inner work and at one point I was like well instead of just procrastinating all the stuff I have to do with doing these kind of um, investigations of self and and you know being spiritually guided why don't I align my work with this and so I started charging for tarot readings and then it just through word of mouth it built into north node sessions and self-healing consults that's what I call it when I work one-on-one with someone over time. And then this course on morning routines for self-healing. And yeah, so it's been a little bit over a year and to word of mouth. This is now my main work. It's really awesome.
0: Isn't that so funny how when our parents have a certain career path or do something, I feel like this happens a lot and people want to go in the complete opposite direction, but it sounds like it's something that is in your family and was just like destined for you to kind of like pick up and do as well.
2: Totally. I think there's this fear that it's almost too easy. You know, mm-hmm. when something comes to you easily, you think, oh, I should be stretching myself and or do something going- different. Totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Totally. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like, I love it when, because I felt this in my own kind of like spiritual journeys, like, you start to spend so much time in it that you almost have to make a part of your career in some way to keep going because it becomes like, it can become really time consuming as you like start delving into it, right?
2: hundred percent. Yeah, that's actually, it ties in well to my North Node journey actually because my, the way I, when I started to figure out the North Node thing, which has to do with your soul's purpose in life and astrology, just, we can come back to it. But I looked up my North Node and in the video, the girl was like, stop watching this video and get to work because my Taurus North Node was not getting lost in spirituality. It was about, you know, building a business and getting more in the material realm. Um, And then I discovered it was in the eighth house, Taurus is in the eighth house of transcendence and rebirth and spiritual investigation. So I was like, okay, I'm allowed to be spiritual as long as I do it in the name of building a business and building material stability and not just lost in a dream world kind of thing.
1: Well, okay. So tell us about your, like, what is the North node? Because that's how we connect. Mm. And that's what Steve like flipped out about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I think a lot of us ask ourselves about purpose, especially when we're involved in spirituality, we kind of want some confirmation that we're on the right path. And the North node is basically the part of astrology. It's the planet in your birth chart that has to do with Your purpose or your soul's calling in this life. And it looks at things like an arc. So you have a south node, which is in the opposite sign of your north node. And the south node is basically who you were in a past life. Or if you don't believe in past lives, it's also who you were up until the age of 30. And when I say who you were, it's like the patterns of behavior, how you conduct yourself in the world, what you kind of rely on to get by. And it's your comfort zone, basically. And the North node is something that's a bit more unfamiliar. It's kind of stretches you a little bit, but when you go in that direction, it feels really good. It's, it's very satisfying for your soul. So I'm it so... happens when you're 30, like there's just this like shift. Yeah. You start to shift more into your North node. And some people seem to be on that path more than others. I just had a session yesterday with um, actually Steve's sister, Coco, Um, and she, um, yeah, she's, you know, just at the cusp of 30, but she was, it seems like really on track with her North Node already, the sign in the house, and so I think some people discover different aspects of it earlier, and then there's some parts of it that kind of, we need to work on more over time.
1: I think for me, like now looking back, so I'll be I think it was like 31 when I started really, or going into my 31st birthday, when I started really my own like soul journey, which was where I was starting to feel discomfort in my life and feeling confused and lost. And my North node, like one of the things you told me, Natalie, is like a lot about leaning more into my spirituality and starting to um, share from that thing. So it's, I'm on track with whatever it was, but I didn't know what was happening. It just sort of happens naturally, even if you don't know, I think.
2: Yeah, you're right on schedule. <laughs> it sounds like you were right on schedule.
1: Um, so if, people, yeah,
2: if-, if, if you get a
0: reading, I'm just thinking in comparison mm-hmm. to Sarah, if other people do, and I'm sure you've experienced this and they're kind of like wildly off track, Like, is that kind of the North Node a way for them to get back on track and realize like you should be leaning into these things or doing these things to feed your soul so that you'll feel more like yourself or more fulfilled? Or how does that work?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So. The south node, is it's kind of like a muscle that's dominant. It's the muscle that we use a lot, and it's not going to go away. We don't completely abandon it. It's just that we learn not to depend on it so much. So you start to develop the counter muscle. So someone who's really not using that at all, it will feel for them like a big stretch or a big leap to incorporate their north node sign a little bit in terms of... When I say incorporate, it's not just thinking about it. It's like habits and... Um, activities and how you spend your time, that's where you start to feel the magic of it. And so I think that for them, a small leaning into it will feel like a big shift. And even though it's kind of scary and unfamiliar, perhaps at first, it feels really rewarding. Um you know, it's kind of like if you've been in sweatpants for too long, like we were over covid and and you're just kind of, you know it feels good to to get dressed up again and to be like, okay, I just made an effort, and this is rewarding. and you know, it's getting out of that comfort zone, the comfy couch kind of thing.
0: Right. And I feel like you always know those things too. Like, you know, okay. The pant example, I should be putting pants on. I need to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I need to get into normal life. So I feel like, I think we've talked about this before too, Sarah, like when you kind of like stray away from what you think you should be doing or what your mind tells you, like you feel, it makes you feel off or something like, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's, but going against
2: kind of what your like mind or soul is telling you.
1: Totally. You can feel in your body.
2: Yeah. This is actually, I learned about the North node from this astrologer and all around spiritual um, wonder child, uh, Dara Dubinay. And she calls the South, she calls it the South node cringe when you catch yourself in a South node behavior and you're like, ah, I should be beyond that now. I shouldn't be reverting back to that. Uh, That's that kind of feeling you were talking about, Ashley, of, um you kind of know better but you just need to take the leap
1: one of my those pants on (laughs) one of the things I really liked about getting the reading with you Natalie is like a lot of the stuff was practical and I don't even know Ash if I told you all the stuff but like um like a big theme for me was like moving away from the need to control and going more with the flow which I've been trying to do anyways but it was nice to hear that and so but you gave me really practical things about like even how that affects my like relationships and eating and how I work and structure my work for the day. So like you gave some really practical tools of like how you can start leaning into your North node and trying to, so it's kind of cool getting a reading because there's like tangible steps that you take from it that you can start trying out to just even see how it feels for you, like trying that on.
2: Yeah, Exactly. I think the magic of it happens really in the application. You know, there's one thing, and I see that with tarot readings. Um, there's one thing when you, people receive the insights and they have that aha moment. And they're like, yeah, I recognize that in myself. And then where do these insights kind of just float off and that's it. Uh, when you actually do those kind of activities and you put it into the concrete forum, then you feel that's when you feel the shift. And that's kind of the magic of it for sure.
1: Yeah. And I'm even just like looking at the notes um here right now and this is so funny like I can see this in myself so much but it's like need lots of alone time need to take care like I need to take care of my own healing and it's so funny because moving that's like one of the things that I know in the last few years like I really need space and even this last week I've been feeling like I just need to be alone for a little bit because I can feel I'm going through change and my body needs to adjust and Ashley knows this. Anytime I go through changes, it's like, I have to be alone from it. like, I can't be around people. I just seem to be like tucked away. Um, so it's just funny reading through these notes. And like, these are bang on exactly how I like express myself and work.
0: I really thrive off structure. And I think I forget what other, cause I'm a Gemini and whatever other sign that's um, anyways, it has to do, I think with that. I don't know. There's something that I remember Rebecca telling me that she's like, you need things to be like you're a rule follower, you need structure. And I find as soon as I kind of don't have structure or a habit or routine, like I feel insane. So it's just like interesting. We know those things, like I said mm-hmm. earlier, that just like bring us back. And you know, what I do isn't what Sarah does or what you do, exactly. but it's like, we know what to do ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like fine tuning those muscles to keep doing them.
1: So, and, and just to kind of recap on the North, the reason we wanted to talk about this is because it reminds me a lot of human design. Like I really like human design for discovering my purpose and like how to live more kind of in my calling. Um, but there's a lot of research that goes into that and a lot of learning. And what I loved about having a more kind of reading with you is like if you are in a place where you feel a little lost or you're looking for direction or things just kind of aren't feeling clear, it was such a great source of direction and just ideas of things you could try to step a little more into your calling and see how it feels for you. Because like with any of this stuff, it's just try it on and see how it feels, right? And and that's what I really love about working with you, Natalie, is like you made it so practical. And I think this is a fantastic tool to discover kind of like your soul's calling and how you're meant to grow um, in life.
2: I I think so too. And even if you don't um, take a dogmatic approach to it, just the act of experimenting, like you said, trying different things on it allows you to get out of your grooves, your autopilot and discover along the way. I think we learn better through doing and experimenting and trying things than just kind of sitting back and waiting for the perfect answer and solution to things, you know? So like mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, I don't know what I should do. And it's like, we'll try a bunch of things, you know, and then see, the more you try something and say, okay, this isn't for me, this does work for me, then the quicker you'll get to that answer that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, so like true. It.
1: And I, I just love hearing kind of how you use this in your own life for, for change. Because I think, like you said, as you start trying things and if it works for you, you just keep taking those steps. And then, like you said, you end up in a new place. Like you've started a business, you've mm-hmm. had your sobriety journey, which is so cool. And it's just sometimes you don't realize how you're going to change. Your habits are going to change. and Your life is going to change when you start making those tiny switches, right?
2: A lot of people tell me that I'm unrecognizable compared to two years ago. Um, it's also the morning routine, which is something we'll talk about. But that is those two things. It's the changes might seem small on a day-to-day level, but there's a bodily thing that happens over time. This kind of, um, it's uh, exponential, I guess, you know, yeah. and one day you're like, wow, I really don't act the same way anymore. And I'm glad about it. <laughs> yeah, and That's Okay.
0: Yeah. So I'd love, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I really want to dive into talking about dreams because it's something we obviously all do. Sometimes we have very vivid dreams or are repeating like there's so much mystery I think when it comes to dreams and what the heck they are. So Natalie, can you tell us what is a dream?
2: Yeah, so I just have to give a quick shout out to my dad. I have learned what I know about dream interpretation from him, um, Daryl Vancier, he does this thing called voice dialogue. And the voice dialogue approach to dreams is looking at everything in the dream is a representation of yourself, of your inner world, of your unconscious. So as we know, I mean, people are not literally entering our dreams when we're asleep. So it's it's fragments of our imagination and how we view ourselves, and basically our, our one self is being fragmented into these different characters. So if you're like dreaming about that X all the time over years, it's what part of yourself does that X represent? Or even that time with that person. It's like what comes to mind when you think of that person? And that's the part that you're still dealing with. Maybe you don't see that. You haven't seen that person for years, but you're still wrestling with the part of you that was in relationship to them. So this way of interpreting dreams that I love is. It's very empowering because you sort of take responsibility for the things that are in your mind. And by analyzing the different parts of you that are in dialogue, you can kind of say, okay, I need to kind of come to a resolution with this. This is recurring for me. Then um, you become honest with yourself about what's kind of going on inside.
1: I like that. And I find, and even now that you said that, like I've had dreams about people who don't seem like big players in my life. Like, do you know I any, mean? just like friends that I sometimes don't know? But lately, I've been having dreams about them and it's so, and I don't know why, or having recurring dreams
2: about them. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up because I have a couple of friends, my old best friends from high school that I've been dreaming about since, and I'm embarrassed. Like, I don't (laughs) have seen them or spoken to them probably over a decade. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, what, why can't, what are you not letting go? But if I think about how I see them, and the traits that I ascribe to them, I can see how that's a part of me that's sort of not resolved, which is, I won't go into the details of my own (laughs)
1: psychology, but,
2: um, yeah.
1: But you're going to walk us through a dream. I found some of my dreams now. I've been making amazing, but I think, but just on that comment, it's so funny because I get embarrassed with myself as well when I have dreams about people, people are like why am I dreaming about
2: this person I'm like I like feel bad or <laughs> like I know like get over it already
1: I know, um, <laughs> I, know. But
0: you I know tell us
2: about the process
0: kind of like you wake up and you remember stuff or you remember like bits and pieces like and sometimes these things play on your mind for hours or throughout the whole day so like what should we do kind of if we wake up and have a dream whether it's about a friend an ex, a job.
2: So the best thing is to start writing them down as soon as you can after you wake up. Um, I find it hard to resist looking at my phone, but usually once I look at my phone, I'm starting to lose pieces of the dream already. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of like make your coffee, you have a book where you're ready to write it all down. And the first step is you write out a summary. So just anything that you can come to mind. And if you don't really remember, if it's kind of fuzzy, sometimes I just start journaling. I do morning pages, free flow writing, and it will sort of kind of come back and be developed through journaling. So you you get out what you can. It can be a couple of sentences. It can be several pages. And then you do three columns. And in the first column, you write out all of the characters in the dream. So you include yourself. So like me in the dream, I don't know, my mom, um, a plumber, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe you're in a mansion. You can write down the mansion, just kind of the, the key things, people and places that stand out. In the second column, you write the first adjectives that come to mind about those people, places, and things. So let's say for yourself, it's how you were feeling in the dream. You know, I was um, insecure and uh, worried, let's say. Okay, so you write, that's not who you are, but it's the vibe that you had in the dream. And then for the people, it's kind of the same thing. It's the first thing that comes to your mind at that moment. Obviously, people are not one thing, but how, how do you see this person in general? Or how did this person come across in the dream? So you write down adjectives for all of the places and things like mansion, opulent. Um, you know, I had a dream where I was in a beautiful house, but it didn't feel like mine. It felt like I was just sort of house sitting. So I would write that like place of luxury. That's not really mine. And then in the last column for just the people, in the, like the characters, you write if that represents a part of you, what part of you would that be? So obviously the I character that I mentioned would be like, it's the insecure part of me. Or-
1: okay, so let's walk through this and put it into tangible things. Because I've got a really funny thing that I Yeah, think. tell us who is Sarah. I mean, this isn't like a weird one, but I have weirdly specific details. And this was from a couple, it's probably from a week ago, so I don't, but let's go through it. Here, here's Yeah, a summary that I have written down. Amazing. The other one I asked was the cowboy one. Remember the cowboy who was trying to kill me?
0: Oh yeah, murder dreams. Those are are when people die. That's the worst. I didn't die. The worst.
1: Afraid of dying. Um, We'll talk those after. So this one, I was at a luncheon at a round event table, and Katie was with me. um, My old roommate, Christy Forbes, who's a friend of mine, and her husband Jared. And like again. Haven't seen Jared since last year, <laughs> so this is so funny. And we're all at this table together. We're ordering lunch from a folded paper menu, and I remember there was an omelet, like a skillet, and a potato bake. Three options, like nothing else. And and I liked it very specifically because there was very limited options, and everything was twenty seven dollars. Like. <laughs> So, so detailed, but yeah. that was really like pleasing to me in the dream. Like I really enjoyed this. I was like, oh, I like this the way this event is set up. So and funny. Katie was working on finalizing a speech, um, but she was like waiting. But like, it was supposed to be like a commemorative speech, but she was like wanting to roast the people who like got her to do it. And I was just like, this <laughs> is gonna be bad. And I was trying. I was like trying to talk around it, but then also like she was on her own mission. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to sit here and see how this goes. And that was the dream. Okay. Four characters in
2: that. Awesome. And I'm glad that you wrote out the impressions that you had too, because that's important. That's part of the information. Like I didn't want her to do it. I liked that the menu was simple. That, those kind of reactions are important. Okay. So how were you feeling in the dream?
1: I think I was probably feeling like I was... Enjoying the event, but I was like anxious for Katie. Like, I was feeling like secondhand, like concerned and worried because I was like, oh God, she's going to just like roast these people. This is not going to go well. Or like, I didn't want her to do it. I was feeling anxious.
2: And what do you think of when you think of Katie? And this is a bit personal, but here we are.
1: No, Katie, I love you. (laughs) Um, Well, in this moment, she was like heated. But and in the dream, but that's not what I think of it in general. Like I think she's Mm -hmm. like uh very focused and well that this was like the vibe that was coming through in the dream. Like she was very focused and she was heated on something. But she doesn't Mm -hmm. often get angry. She's like a very
2: level-headed,
1: level headed human.
2: But Mm -hmm. like in
1: this dream, that was what she that was like her vibe.
2: Yeah. So she's normally level headed at the risk of getting heated. And you kind of you want you're tempted to stop her. The anxious part of it is tempted to stop her.
1: Well, and she almost never gets heated, but when she's heated, like it's like it takes a while to get her there, and then she's like, now that's what she is. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh no.
2: And so her is that her husband? Is that the husband character?
1: No, that was no. our other two friends, Christy and Jared, oh. who were just like fun loving along <laughs> for the ride in the street.
2: Hmm. And what was the event exactly like a luncheon?
1: You said it was a luncheon, yeah.
2: So, who do you think she was going to be giving the speech to? If you had to, were they just strangers or?
1: Yeah, it was like a room of people. I think it was an association that I, um, and she was mad at them for a song. <laughs> okay. Had done something to her the association was about was whoever had hired her she was just very angry at them and was gonna just like get back at them for something and I have no idea what it was
2: and what do you think of omelets and skillets and what do you think of what do you think
1: I was very happy with the menu like I was like thinking this is a great event and just you're
0: just gonna sit back and like eat and watch this go down (laughs)
1: like in terror like Like, I was like afraid but I was like it was pleasant and I like like the company at the table
0: but a pit in your stomach
1: (laughs) I was like is this my job to handle this or not like do I just let this go that's what I was thinking I was like do I stop one of my best friends from making a mistake that she is hugely dead set on and do I just let her do this or do I intervene and get involved that was sort of the thing i was grappling with
2: okay so now that we have the key ingredients we'll just do a resummary of the dream as parts of you so just vaguely there's a part of you that's anxious while in a kind of professional context you could kind of say because an association it's sort of a little buttoned up right so in a kind of official, societal, professional context, perhaps, the part of you that's anxious that even though the sides of you that are fun-loving are there and you're really enjoying it and it's a kind of simplicity um, to what's being served and it's sort of familiar and good, um, there's another part of you that is normally level-headed but could be rash by being um, direct or confrontational And, you know, just less than agreeable, I would say. And you, part of you, that anxious part of you wants to let that part express itself and not interfere. But another part of you is like, I should save that side of myself from making a mistake.
1: And I, okay, so I love this of reframing all these characters as versions of myself. And that makes Mm -hmm. so much sense. Because even when I think of how I think of Jared, I always think of him as easygoing and fun-loving. I think of Christy as like fun and professional. So like, as you're describing this setting, like it makes perfect sense. And so these are all sides of myself that I'm then trying to balance.
2: Yeah, so normally when you're retelling the story, especially if it's, you know, because it's a week later, maybe there's something that was going on that day, the day before that when you would reread that summary, something might pop into your head and think, oh yeah, you know, I was about to maybe make, a decision that was a little out of character for me, that was maybe a little bit more um, rash or direct in a situation where it might have an impact on, you know, other people or on my, you know, either my professionalism or my image. And I don't know if I should just kind of like let it rip or, um, you know, revert back to that steady, um, more cautious side of myself. So sometimes when you, it's not like an obvious thing that right away when you see the new summary, you don't always know exactly what it is. But when you read over it, something will pop into your unconscious and say, oh, yeah, that kind of reminds me of the situation that happened this week. Or it makes it little feel a little bit less random and more personal. And I think it's so funny because we did a little bit of a dream work when we had our first call with Ashley. And it related so much to your north node, as you were implying before. It was yeah. so kind of interesting to see that. I know, haven't just- had any
0: dreams. Like, I don't remember. late. Like, like, obviously, I'm having them. But. Nothing. I mean, I guess I'd have to start writing them down first thing, but nothing that's like very stand out in my mind right now, which is, it's interesting.
1: But you get recurring dreams, don't you, Ash?
0: I have. Yeah. Like since I was, I don't know, younger, um, I do remember having repeat dreams that like were mostly the same or in the same space and the same kind of like concept. And I m- remember waking up And thinking, oh, I've already had that dream before. And like, have I actually had that dream before? Or
2: what does that mean? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's that, that deja vu kind of quality in the dream. I don't know, but I do know that about if you are having recurring dreams, let's say nightmares, this is just something that's from science, a documentary I watched on Dreams on the Plane once, but I thought it was really useful to know. When you have a recurring nightmare, let's say when you're awake, you come up with a conscious decision or strategy of something you're going to do when that same dream loops. So you right. say like, okay, next time I'm being chased and I can't run, I'm going to do this. And by coming up with a conscious solution, then your unconscious knows how to deal with it next time. And it breaks the, the cycle.
0: Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm happy to say I don't have nightmares, but I have had, yeah, we all have, you know, upsetting dreams, but like, I know people actually suffer from having, you know, night terrors and stuff. So I'm happy. That would be terrifying.
1: But that's a good strategy is to like think about how to address it in your conscious so that the next time you have it, you do that. I think that's such a cool mm-hmm. strategy to do it. And also even just this process of like listing out all the characters, listing out like the qualities about them and then reframing them as versions of you or like pieces of you is such a great way to start to like take lessons and kind of integrate from what you're, what you're experiencing and you're doing. So cool to work with them. Mm -hmm.
2: totally like it's that it's something you can do when you're awake too because uh I love that saying if you spot it you got it you know if someone's triggering you in some kind of way and like oh look at them they're so this or they're so that it's usually something that's unresolved in you and so this technique is a way of kind of empowering yourself and taking responsibility for those reactions and saying okay if this was something that I was really comfortable with it myself. It wouldn't really bother me and somebody else. And you, that's exactly what integrate means. You know, you're merging the conscious and unconscious. You're merging yourself and the other person. Um, and I just, I have to tell this story because it's kind of an interesting, it's not at all the voice dialogue technique with the multiple selves, but it was, it's actually the, kind of, the opposite because I, I found that I, I was interpreting the dream and I couldn't figure it out and I had this recurring dream of uh, gum being stuck in my teeth. Like, you know, when you get like a, a retainer fit or something, and they put that gum and I would be trying to pull out the gum. And no matter how much I would pull out, there would always be more left and stuck in the teeth. So I finally was fed up. I couldn't figure out the interpretation and I Googled it and there was a forum of a ton of people that were having the same dream. Wow. Yeah. Like recurring as well. And it was a really, really common dream. And I started to go through the chat and a couple people mentioned that they had sleep apnea. And they they were like, is this a pattern? Like, does this have something to do with that? And I had been sleeping on my back for the last few years. I sleep with a really flat pillow. And I had been researching that it's not always good for your, it can restrict your breathing. Like you have to raise your shoulders and neck and head a little bit so that the air passes through. So I was like, oh, I wonder if it has to do with the way I'm sleeping on my back and anyway I shifted I put another pillow and I adjust my position and the dreams went away so that's just a that's weird, crazy yeah it was so strange like all these people who had a similar issue were having the same dream it just seems so unrelated but no that's so cool Yeah, and the cool thing like why we
1: want to talk to you about dreams is because it's just like you said before, it's just like a channel for our subconscious to kind of communicate with us. So it's an interesting tool to play around with, to see if there's information there for you that you might Mm -hmm. be wanting to like work with.
2: Yeah. It's a a good self-healing thing, you know, not, uh, everyone can afford to see a psychologist twice a week and, and these things are not replacement for therapists, but it's cool to have a technique that you can do for free that keeps you in touch with these deeper parts of yourself and gives you an ability to kind of check in and find solutions on your own. Yeah. I love that so much. So
0: Natalie, how do we incorporate dream work into our morning routines? I know you mentioned earlier that that's kind of changed your life, having this morning routine. So what, what is your morning routine or what is the morning routine? Well, I have a course on this,
2: um, as we mentioned before. So So it started with a one minute meditation for me. Originally, I was very impatient and I had trouble just sort of sitting still and meditation seemed daunting. So I literally did headspace one minute meditations. And then I ended up being able to do more and I just kept adding different tools, trying things out. I got really out of hand. Like it would just start. This is a great Jay Duplass quote. I just love him. I follow him on Twitter. And he said like the day the time of day between his morning routine and his evening routine was shrinking to nothing. You know, like sometimes you have like so much in your, these little daily rituals that you have no more day left. So anyway, it kind of got out of hand. So I found a way to make it more systematic. So this is the way I like to do it. So when I first wake up, I invite in divine guidance. And for me, that's just a form of prayer. You know, you don't have to believe in something um, specific, but it's just kind of saying either something wiser than my ego or maybe my higher self or my intuition or spirit guide or the divine, um, please kind of guide me. Because that way, when you're out of bed, you're kind of setting things out on the right foot. So you're kind of inviting that guidance in. And then I go right away into the expression, which is morning pages, dream work. Because I think that when we're sleeping, our unconscious rises to the surface. And that's before we start Filtering and editing out those things that we maybe normally repress they're right there when we wake up some people feel anxious when they wake up so it's a chance to ventilate all of that before your conscious mind and ego start censoring it so you just try to get that on a paper and it sometimes it can stir up emotions and so that's why you want to do it at the beginning just sort of let it out as soon don't... as you
0: wake up like just kind of like you get out of bed and just do it before anything else is that what you recommend well, I like
2: I like to have like a little coffee or drink or whatever it is that you have in the morning, lemon water. And I have a spot. Like I I think it's really helpful to have a ritual space and even objects like a little, I have this like blanket and I have Mm -hmm. notebooks that I use for this stuff. So that way it becomes sort of automatic. You just kind of get up. I'll do the prayer sometimes even in bed or I'll do it when I sit in my area, I get my little drink and um, yeah. And then right away, I kind of write it down before I get involved in kind of conversations or my phone or whatever. Okay. And it's just, it's good to just not edit. Like if you're doing, let's say morning pages, don't try to write something smart or interesting, whatever comes out, that's the chance for you to just blab. And even if it seems like petty or mundane, we want that to express itself because that's the definition of repression is when we're trying to, control and and restrain parts of ourselves that need to get expressed. So you express them. And then after that, it's kind of like you cleaned your slate and sometimes I will do it later in the day. Sometimes I do it at this stage, but some kind of circulate activity. So breath work, movement, dance, exercise. Um, Sometimes, you know, workouts can be separate when they're longer, but Sometimes you could just do like a short routine. This is a way to get that energy moving that you just brought up through the expression component. And it gets it kind of integrated in your body. It's like, okay, I'm kind of shaking that off. Yeah. And once you've done that, then there's the align portion. And this is like, okay, now I can set my sights on something. You know, I want to have intention. So What do I want to create in my life? You know, for some people that are more pragmatic, it might be looking at goals, um, doing affirmations. I have a guided visualization in my course. So there's many other different programs like To Be Magnetic. They have all these things called DIs, these deep imaginings. Um, There's just different ways that you can kind of realign yourself and say, okay, I'm starting with this pattern. I want to shift towards this pattern. Um, Maybe it's looking at a manifestation list or a vision board whatever it is that you're setting your conscious intentions here. And then there's meditation, which is the most important thing. I think after prayer, I think that it's great to ask to be guided in some way. Um, But after that, it's meditation and any amount of time really that you're comfortable with. You'll know when you start to get used to a certain amount of time, you can add more minutes and uh, that's just so important. Like, I mean, that that will change anyone's life if they do it long enough. And then, I, for me, the routine spills out to the rest of the day because I call that the receive portion, where you understand that the universe is constantly communicating with you through signs, through people, through messages. And you, if you've already invited in guidance of some kind, intuitive or divine, then that's where you get your answers in your life. You know what's showing up for me? What are people telling me? And listening to those signs and messages. That's my idea of the ideal morning routine. <laughs> I'd be curious to know, actually. What are your? Do you both of you have some kind of morning routine in place? Sarah definitely has.
0: Sarah, you have like a robust morning routine. I feel like I'm. Um, I'm. I don't like. I have one, but it's not necessarily like like this style. Um. I do the same thing. So it's, I guess it's like kind of routine-ish, but I'm more of like an evening routine person. Like I'm very specific about my evening routine and how I like wind down, but I, I'm, I just like get up, I get out of bed, I make coffee, I sit in a chair. I usually just like sit there and chat with my husband. And then I'm like, oh. I usually want to work out or go for a walk is like what I do pretty much like every single that's, day.
2: That's so nice though, to connect with your partner to start the day. Um, Actually, when I started my routine, my boyfriend was like, we used to like sit and have coffee together. And I'm like, I know I'm sorry. We're going to have to have an evening routine. (laughs) We love like, usually
0: it's like go for a run or walk in the morning on the Halifax waterfront and like, just like get a coffee and stroll. Like I find that just makes me feel happy. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the day. I'm ready to go. That's awesome.
1: That's so nice. Mine's, um, shifting. But I started, I think actually since we spoke, Natalie, I started, uh, I like to write in bed. So I actually open my eyes. And the first thing I do is write down five things I'm grateful for. I have like these tiny baby journals that I just keep next to my bed. And that's the first thing I do. And then from there, lately, I've been writing down my, my dream work um, if I have dreams, just i I'm curious, but usually I'll do my morning pages laying in bed. Um, and, and that's just like, if there's a lot of stuff on my mind, I'll do it right away. And then I get up, then I meditate. And part of my meditation is a prayer at the start. So like, I always start my meditations by, you know, asking, I think I've said this before in one of the podcasts, but I always ask for like the highest good for guidance from the highest good Of like truth, love, and compassion. I like to set out that energy and just show me what I'm ready to know. If I have specific questions or things that are really on my mind, like I'll ask to be guided in that I'll meditate. And then I'll usually journal after if things come through and I pull a spirit card and then I start my day. (laughs) That's so beautiful. It sounds just perfect, honestly. But I go through playing around with it. Like some days I don't like, I like to write at different times. So it depends. Like, um, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to do your course. Cause I'm interested in adding like more structure to see how I like that. If I don't like it, like you never know.
0: And I think yeah. that's a good point too, is like not having, like, it's nice to have a routine, but don't make it forceful. I, I forget who it was. We talked to Sarah that even said, like, you don't feel like writing that day or you don't feel like doing whatever, get a piece of paper and like make kind of like a tic-tac-toe, Little, you know, crosses and just like doodle words or draw like a little something like just to kind of like get um, stuff out there, but don't feel obligated to sit down and like do this whole routine thing. and I find that helpful. Sometimes I'll just like write or I have written words just to be like, "Oh, this comes to mind, and then I just leave it.
2: Mm-hmm. I so agree with that. Um, I think I got a little rigid with my routine at some points, and then I found that doing this kind of work on myself put me more in touch with myself. And sometimes I was in the flow and in inspiration and I felt like I didn't need the routine. And, you know, one day I woke up and I was kind of in a mood and I, I was like, I don't want to do my routine today, you know? And I ended up starting a blog that day. You know, I just started writing what came to mind and I wrote my first article and something really good came out of not just trying to like do the right thing and be the good student kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm, so, totally. I,
2: yeah, I think you, even the title of my course is like co-create your morning ritual for self-healing the idea is just sort of to give a framework of things pick what you like rearrange it and at different stages of your life you're going to find something more useful than another but i have found that like if i don't meditate for a week i after a week i notice it like the first few days i'm like i'm fine i don't need the meditation and then usually like around day five i was like no i really need the meditation (laughs) it starts to like out and kind of catch up with me. I start to go
1: crazy. And then I find my like guidance doesn't come through in the same way. Yeah. No, but I'm, I think it's a good point. Like you need to still have fluidity within it and be flexible. I actually don't like doing my morning, like any routine on Sundays. Cause it's just like a day for me to do whatever I want.
2: And so I agree. I do yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. I like Sundays to be the free day, you know, like it's and it's a sacred day. Kind of I I like to think of it as a sacred day in and of itself. It's meant to be a day of rest. And who knows what will come out of just removing resting. that structure
0: and totally. resting. I'm gonna take your tip, Sarah, though, and do what I feel like from bed because I do enjoy my coffee. And like we have a good size space that Jeff and I live in, but yep. um, it's more modern and our bedroom doors and like all the bedroom doors, the two of them are glass. And there's not a lot of, there's not somewhere I feel like I can go and kind of be like alone. I don't know, unless I went in my closet, but that'd be weird. So I feel like in my bed, I can kind of just like-
1: I don't know, I'd be in a closet. I like love, but like, I'm with you. Your bed is a nice (laughs) space sometimes, so like-
0: But I'm also like very particular, Sarah knows this. And as soon as I get out of bed, even to brush my teeth, first thing in the morning, like I have to make my bed like immediately. So I don't know, I feel like maybe I just rush my morning routine. Maybe I need to slow down.
2: That's a good routine that the making the bed thing is part of my routine too, actually. And it really feels good. But I would say that choosing the space is actually the first thing I say in the course is find your space and maybe have like the accessories, like you mentioned, those little notebooks. Um, I think that doing it out of bed, the expression part is probably ideal. The only reason I don't do it is because I find the coffee or whatever drink I'm having in the morning mo- motivates me to get mm-hmm. into the routine. And it's yeah. kind of the, the habit stacking component where you pair something that you sort of enjoy with something that you a habit you want to implement. Um, like so that. you could get the coffee, you can come back to the made bed and, and then you could do it there. All right. I'm going to
0: try. Okay, I do have like, I, I am very routine oriented, but it's not yeah. yeah, Like I'm not maybe doing as much, you know work on myself as I should. So
2: I go back and forth. What's your evening routine? Uh, Sorry, I'm very curious about these things. I love people's routines. Um, I'm very into
0: baths. (laughs) I like pretty much have a bath every night. And I find that's a nice time. Like I try sometimes not to bring my phone or even a book or a magazine, which is hard because sometimes I just feel like I want to, but I just like lay there and that, is it just, I don't know. I reflect. I find that's when I can feel grateful. Like if something happened or something, I'm like, oh, I love that person so much. Or there's just mm. like space then. Um, and I usually, yeah, like slip into bed. I love to put my sage mister on or have a tea, um, and kind of like wind down. I like to wind down early so that I have time to kind of like start preparing my brain for sleep. I don't know. I'm very particular about bed. Like, I need to put my un like fold my bed and get in there and just like be, sometimes I watch TV. I know that's probably not good, but like, it helps me, me to know it's time for bed.
2: I know. Um Gwyneth Paltrow also has a bath every night before bed. So I remember funny. That.
0: Twins, basically <laughs> twins. No, this is very helpful. And I think it like all these things are really nice for us to just kind of um like listen to our bodies and and kind of like what we need to do. And everyone has different, routines certainly are different experiences with things. And it's just kind of like do
1: what feels good. Well, these are three great ways to connect into our kind of subconscious and our guidance, which is yeah, such great tools. If anyone's looking to explore and like how to connect to themselves in these ways, it's great to hear that like, this is how you kind of navigated to where you are, Natalie, and just as resources to start exploring for anyone. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I think
2: some of us need more support in certain areas than others. Um, You know, my best friend is more like you, Ashley, she's naturally kind of regimented. So she doesn't need the routine and the structure that I need to, to to kind of start things on that track every day. And she just has her coffee and will like look out the window and just be really present, which I think the goal of all of this is to become present. You know, like if you're sitting in the bath without your phone, that's presence, And, Mm. you know, some, I found it helpful to use tools at certain times to do that, to get there. But other times I'm just walking my dog without my phone. And that's like the pinnacle of presence.
0: Yeah. I heard a piece on the news or maybe it was the social TV show that I watched and they were talking about that to be more mindful and even going for a walk or going to meet a friend and actually leaving your phone at home just helps you. Yeah. Kind of like be in a different space and obviously removes a lot of distractions. So it makes you more, um, you know, there and present, which is something I think we can all do is just like put our phones down, go for a walk. Easy. (laughs) Yeah, It sounds easy,
2: but in practice we all know. It makes me feel good. Like
0: it makes me feel freer when I do that, even in the morning, half hour walk, don't bring my phone partly because I don't want to carry it if I don't have pockets, but I find it's like a good habit that I've gotten into that. I'm like, okay this is nice. I don't need, no one needs to know what I'm doing. A break. Or, yeah. yeah. For 30 minutes.
2: I'm seriously impressed. I know. I'm actually impressed by that. I think that's an accomplishment, honestly. <laughs> I love
1: that. Amazing.
0: Well, you're such a wealth of knowledge. Like this, oh, this has been so amazing. Oh, Natalie, so where much. can
1: people find you online?
2: So tour de soul on Instagram. And I am on Facebook as well for Tour de Soul. My website, tourtosoul.org. And my course is on Teachable, but you can access it through my website. And I'm actually on YouTube now. I just started a YouTube channel. So Amazing. just launched two days ago.
0: Yeah. So cool. We'll have to check that out. And yeah, we'll please link- subscribe. Yes. Rival we'll post- and Queen, subscribe to them all. Yes,
1: to Rival and Queen and Tour de Soul. <laughs> and I'll put all the links in the show notes as well for everyone. So before we wrap, Ash, do you want to go?
0: Yeah, we ask everyone this and we're going to certainly ask you this, Natalie, but what are you excited about right now? What's lighting you up?
2: Uh, This is going to sound so basic, Um, but this is kind of reminds me of Steve's answer about me, but that I, I saw a healer a couple of weeks ago. I was feeling really tired and he was telling me that, there's something that's a priority for me these days and he couldn't figure out what it is. And I think I've kind of had this epiphany recently. I don't know if I'm going to be able to put this into words well, but I think I just need to enjoy simple things more Mm. and Mm. be better at leisure, like healthy kind of leisure. Like I've always had a, like a big social life, but I wasn't someone that would plan activities or, um, you know, if it's not for work and it's not just socializing and having dinner, I don't know how to, or it's not spiritual. I don't know how to make a place for it. And just little things like we planned a bike ride yesterday. We did the Lachine Canal in Montreal. And uh, I, you know, I went to the country one weekend and organizing a hike and I painted, I'm just painting my terrace on my roof. And I think I'm just want to make space for simple, mindful activities, like, you know, not technology, not work focused, um, that are kind of active and put me in my body and are just kind of fun and light. Um, as an entrepreneur, you spend so much of your time, like all of your time is just kind of to your business. And I just want to learn how to play a little bit more. So I'm kind of, I'm feeling excited about that.
1: Love that. Love that so much. Oh, that's so good.
0: Great reminder. <laughs>
1: All right, last but not least, we are going to play a round of Queenie Grams. Super simple, Natalie. All you have to do is pick a number between one and 117 and we'll ask you a question. We'll go around. 23. 23. All right, let's see what we got here. Okay, What? Is, I love this question. What is your favorite way to cook an egg? This is going to be good because you don't eat eggs. <laughs> no, actually, No, I found a permaculture farm
2: that has, they actually move the chicken coop around and they don't do the chick calling. And sh- long story short, I eat these eggs guilt-free. So I found ethical eggs, so I'm eating eggs right now. Um, And this is also a really great Aries North Node tie-in. I learned this one from Dara Dubinay because have you seen the movie Runaway Bride? Do you yes. remember with Julia Roberts?
0: Many so- times. <laughs> oh, she she tells her partner different eggs, right? They all think she likes eggs differently.
2: Yeah. yeah because everyone she goes with she eats eggs their way. Right. And so she has to figure out how she likes her eggs and um the Aries North Node is all about figuring out how you like your eggs like doing things the way you want. Anyway, so I thought that was funny. Um it's a good tie in. Um I like them over easy.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah. So good. Yeah, I like them all the ways but that's my favorite way. Oh, that's nice. That's easy too.
0: I'm kind yeah. of with you. That's that's probably what I make a lot or scrambled, um, but I do love, yeah, and then when you like the oak breaks, so good. Yeah,
2: it's probably one of my favorite foods in the world. It's just <laughs> um, Hel- healthy well, that, and easy. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, Sarah follows me and I put a lot of, you know, vegan stuff out there. And so I was really crushed when I found out about some of the stuff with the egg industry that happens behind the scenes. And, uh, so I cut them out for a long time, but then when I found this farm, it was like, the sky is parted. It's like, hallelujah. So I have this one farm I'm buying them from.
0: That's amazing. I need to find more. Our
2: neighbors actually
0: down here at the cottage own a chicken farm. They just brought over like flats of fresh eggs. Anyway, they're so good when they're like fresh from, yeah,
1: I know they are good. Um, all right. Um, for me, I like poached eggs. I don't like over easy. They're my favorite. The poach. So good. So good. On a toast. Yes. Um, Ash, pick a number. How high, how high do we go now, Sarah? 117.
0: Oh, let's do 117. Oh, Oh, I I love this, but I know we added some new
1: ones. If your car horn could make any sound, what would it be? Oh my gosh. What would it be instead of a beep beep? Well, it depends.
0: Like, when do we honk our horns? Usually when we're annoyed or like
1: angry. I'm saying hi to people when I honk my horn.
0: But also that like, but there's different tones, you know, you kind of do the lighter one. It's like beep, beep, or like, go ahead, like pull out. Or other times it's like, you almost just smashed into my freaking car or something like that. Watch Um, yourself watch yeah. yourself. What would it be? Oh my God. That's hard. There's so many sounds like in my mind, the first one I'm just going to go with what came to is like a dog barking. Cause <laughs> I just feel like oh, that would cool. be funny. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> like, like a chihuahua. Ruh, ruh. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it would just, so cute. I don't know.
2: It'd be funny. What about you, Natalie? What would you pick? The first sound that came to my head is the most annoying sound I could possible but woody the woodpecker like ha, 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 ha. oh my god and i feel like people have weird horns like i that. yeah it sounds kind of familiar actually that's yeah. so funny i, I think what I was saw. that
0: show that jessica simpson that movie that they did and there was like the was it the the you know the daisy duke show the dukes of hazard yeah didn't that horn make like a song like it had like a, a maybe
1: thing. yeah I mean, it did look this up okay dukes of hazard horn i haven't okay. seen it uh, I feel like I want mine to say words, like, or something. I, like, would like it to yell a funny sentence. I don't know what that sentence is yet.
0: Okay. Or maybe it'll just
1: say hello in a funny way. Hello. Or, like, <laughs> in a different language. Like, I always think when I go see Federico, he's always like, ciao, Bella. That'd be so funny. I was know. just thinking about it. Bonjour, no. Yes,
0: that would
2: be so funny. Sono
1: qui, sono qui. I'm here. I'm here. Watch yourself.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah. one. That's I like one.
1: that one. A different language. is perfect. All right. I'm going to go with, ooh, 115. What is your must-have beauty product? Mine is, ooh, I'm really in my eyebrow pencil right now. That's the one for me. I'm
0: going yeah. to go with like face, my face cream. I've got this new face cream. I've talked about it before. Face cream and then like my sunscreen that follows that just because right now, the time of year. Need to protect oh, yeah. that skin, and it just makes me feel like hydrated and dewy. What's the face cream? Like, it's La Roche Posay. Is that how you say? It? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called it's for sensitive skin, and it's called the oh my gosh, it has a T in it. Um, Tolerane, I think is how you say it for sensitive okay. skin. Anyways, it's like very creamy. I wake up in the morning and I touch my cheek. and I'm like, oh, my skin feels so soft.
1: <laughs> I'm beautiful. It's clearly working.
2: <gasps> I don't know. Uh, it feels good. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, mine is Wild Grace. It's this uh, amazing company by this great woman, Kim. She has Ayurvedic oil products and she has this hyaluronic, I hope that's how you say it, acid, yep, yeah. uh, which m- mixed with like a facial oil serum. So I put that on before the moisturizer and I'm quite hooked on it. And I, she's mm. having a sale now, summer solstice,
1: and I'm going to be restocking like literally today. Amazing. Yeah. cool. We'll have to check that out. She's great. Natalie, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on. This has been lovely and so nice to dive into dream work and North node and morning routines. We love it all. I know. I feel like we're having coffee. Like I kind of forgot that it was a podcast
2: after a while. I'm just like, <laughs> just like we're having coffee or something. It's really nice. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review. You can chat with us on social media at Vivalen Queen. We love to hear from you.